Welcome to the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. My name is Alyn Bailey, and alongside me on this journey into the talent acquisition and recruitment marketing universe is my friend and favorite partner in crime, Tracy Parsons. We've been getting together and talking and debating the world of TA for what seems like forever. And after a few too many cocktails, we thought, what the heck, let's hit record. And that, my friends, is how we ended up here, sharing our thoughts with you in hopes you'll find it equal parts fun, interesting, and a teeny bit inspiring. We don't sugarcoat the issues, we address them head on. So let's get this party started. Hello, Tracy. Good morning, Alyn. How are you today? I have very, very limited complaints, and whatever complaints that I have, (laughs) I don't feel there's any benefit in sharing them. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I'm in, I have to tell you, I am in, um, I don't know. I'm like on, I am in, I am in multiple levels of uh, mix between high levels of, of anxiety and just like blah. I'm like, I'm all over the place. I'm calling it the COVID um, whiplash slash half-life. So I, Mood swings are off the charts. It, it is. So I'm in the middle of this. Okay. So um, never one not to take advantage of a situation when I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So interest rates are particularly low. And I have been, we've, we've had this conversation before. I've been in this rental house for like almost 10 years because I've been like too lazy to go buy a house. So I was like, yeah. okay, I need to go buy a house. And how hard can this be? Literally, oh. I am now on the third offer. To a different house. It's suddenly this is now turned into somewhere. It, it, it's it, this is a this is an Orwellian drama at this point. I don't know what we're going to end up in if we're and now. I can't and it's I have obsessive compulsive behavior because most people would just say this is getting too difficult. Just walk away and go back to your little zone and don't do this. Well, you don't want to do it. It's too anxiety strain. Just don't do it. No. I have to push forward. So I'm like, I am, I'm like the person who's sitting on Zillow, pushing the button in the places I'm trying to find. And like two seconds after something gets posted, I'm texting the realtor. Okay. I have to go see this one. (laughs) I am (laughs) such OCD and such stress going in to go look at it. Like, Oh God, I hope I love it. Oh, I hope I don't love it too much. Oh, I can't fall in love with it, but I have to like it enough because it has to be the place. And then I find one and this is like, so once a week now, what happens is by Friday, I find something. I decide to become emotionally attached to it. And then oh. something happens by Sunday. This is going to third week in a row. So I've got an offer in on the third. Like this is where fingers crossed. I'm trying very hard. Even my 12 year old daughter now, when we go to these places and we come home and my husband and I want to sit there and look at the pictures and talk about what we do with the different rooms and stuff. Yeah. And she's like, mom, dad, don't. Don't get attached. You're getting attached. Do not get attached. Don't care. You can't care about it because if you care about it, you can't have it. Don't you love when? Don't you love when the smallest one in your house is the voice of reason? Oh God! Like (laughs) there's this moment as, as parents where you're just like, how is the kid smarter than all of us? Like how is this? Oh yeah. Reasonable, right? Yep. And my husband and I used to be huge fans of the Soup with Joel McHale. And he would do this segment about keeping up with the Kardashians where he would sing this song, Scott Disick, Unlikely Voice of Reason. And every now and then we will look at each other and go, Owen Parsons, Unlikely Voice of Reason. <laughs> they're, they're, they're smarter than we ever give them credit for. 
That's so funny. See, I knew I would work singing in today. You did. I was just thinking, (laughs) you just gave me the perfect like carryover, but then I got like anxious about actually singing, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So today's episode, Tracy, is... (laughs) If T.A. were a musical... I don't know. This this might be the throwaway episode to end all throwaway. Episodes. It could like, be, and, or, and honestly, that's what musicals are to me. Like that's right. They're what like if you look at the Grey's Anatomy, the one they uh-huh. did that was all a musical. Like I will yes. always remember it, but there's no way in hell I'd ever watch it again. Never watch it again. So it again. yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We're we're making it around. So everybody in who's listening as they're walking through the woods right now, yes. enjoying their podcast, linking <laughs> about the woods. This is not an episode of. Of whatever we're here we're gonna sing okay no, i love this though think about it what what does every musical have in it right every well, musical it has, is or every irony. musical every musical as far as i know is about somebody saving a show right absolutely like, there's a plucky heroine and something goes wrong and the plucky heroine has to go forth and be plucky and put on the show exactly right so today i guess we're the plucky heroines putting on the show (laughs) we can do it (laughs) i'm so proud of you aren't you i'm so like putting myself out there in the world because this is not really are no and i'm a terrible singer and i sing everything i got songs for tsa pre-check i got songs for cutting and pasting and coloring i got songs for everything it's hilarious oh goodness okay so so who so who's uh, in the musical of HR, right? Mm-hmm. I'm walking in, let's assume this is post-COVID days or before, I yeah. burst open the doors to the office. I walk in, there are, am I like, is it, is in, in our world, or is it like little birds singing around us and helping, it's like a chipmunk help me push the, you know, put my badge on the screener, on the badge yes. screener, or- yes. Or are, or instead, is it like, you know, that doom and gloom music on the back end, right? This person singing, um, okay, poor unfortunate souls, right? Is that us? Are we like, do we have like, do we have minions who are serving our ever need? Or do we have little forest creatures who are helping the world be a better place? Well, I think it's all of those things. And I think we vacillate from plucky heroin to the person who's trying to ruin the show. (laughs) And in in post-COVID world, like I really do think that our employer brand recruitment marketing um, tribe out there really is trying to save the show, right? If you think about it, like all of your leaders are out there saying, we need to cut, 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 cut. And you're going, but why? Right? So there's this, you know, but why? Um, And it's not like we don't understand math and it's not like we don't understand that business is down. We totally understand. But as good plucky heroines, we're looking at the situation and saying, but there's a better way. There's a different way. Maybe there's a way that we, that we pull the show off in a more grassroots bootstrap fashion. Right. So I'm literally imagining right now. I can see it for myself. I know everybody just take a moment. Think about what Tracy just said. That moment you get off that phone call where you're like listening and going, they just don't get it. How do I help them understand? You know that when you when you when you turn off the computer for a second or you sip away, it is a perfect moment for that solo song where you set the whole tone 
for the yes. musical, right? Like, right? Who, yes. who are you? What is the thing that you're, you're the, the, um, the thing that you're trying to get out from your soul that moment, right? right? There's got to be a better world out there. What's the one from the little mermaid where she's uh, like, um, Oh yeah. She's underwater. She's underwater. Uh, and she's and- got the dingle hopper the dingo hopper and she's like somewhere out there there's like you know there's a better way i can have it all if yeah. only or yeah exactly. well and sometimes i think of five of the mouse right oh gosh yes, sitting by the window there, right beneath so. the pale moonlight um, <laughs> is a ta leader right right Making or it all happen <laughs> or sometimes honest to god and this is a true ass story i will hang up from those calls where everybody's like this is the, this is, we can't afford this. This is the nice to have. This is this, we don't need this. I just, sometimes I'll hang up the phone and channel my inner Elsa and I'll just be like, let it go, let it go. Right. So I just, you know, there, you're right. There is that moment when you hang up with a call Uh and somebody who just doesn't get it. Somebody who is like, this is a nice to have the people that say, well, they would be lucky to work for us. Um, just, you know, I'm always, hanging up and thinking that, okay, there's got to be a better way to position and to present this, to help people see that there is a better, smarter way to do this. Yeah, there there really has to be. It's interesting. I will tell you that with, um, I think too, as uh, TA is evolving in its role as, you know, that plucky heroine out there trying to, to make it all happen. I think that are the people and the, and the cast of characters that we're playing with is shifting, right? Yeah. So where it used to be kind of, uh, we're playing in our world of, um, you know, uh, of other TA people, maybe leaders in TA organizations. It's the operations versus the marketing team. And maybe we'll go talk to, you know, the sales and marketing group every once in a while or have an argument with the Marcom person who owns the color palette for your brand. I'm sure that's never happened to anybody, right? I'm um, going through that right now. That's right. Now in the age of um, even pre-COVID, but the age of internal mobility and um, trying to understand skills and the introductions of AI into the environment, suddenly a lot of the stuff that's been under the cover in TA is like cool HR stuff now. And so all of a sudden, I kind of feel like you've got this whole new cast of characters who are entering the zone. It's like they're entering our musical, but mm-hmm. don't realize it's already been going on for like, you know, it's like they're entering mid, they're entering after the intermission and they think it's just starting in the beginning. Yes, you're right. And it's it's really fascinating to me because I was talking to a customer this week and we started talking about predictive talent. Uh-huh. Right. The the words on the lips of everybody for the last seven years is how do we get to this predictive model of talent? How do we start pipelining and understanding utilization and understanding um, biz dev and how biz dev ties to the talent that we're going to need and where the future of the markets are going and how are we going to be able to not only understand, but be able to be a real resource to the business with the humans. Uh-huh. And it's, it's really funny. And this is going to come off terrible. So I'm going to set everybody's expectations here. So um, one of the things that my brilliant husband does is he works for the retail industry and he has developed this amazing proprietary technology for people who sell t-shirts. 
Okay. So they sell t-shirts to the big retailers out there, like the biggest of the big. Mm -hmm. And his technology basically allows them to know how many of what size, what colorway, what theme, what everything per location of each store so that they can predictively put Mm -hmm. the right t-shirts in the right stores at the right time. Mm -hmm. So something like back to school, or let's say that we know certain areas of the country have more obesity. Um, Mm -hmm. So we know that those sizes are going to be slightly larger, but he's figured all of this out and he's written this software that does this for retail. And I looked at him, I was like, oh my God, why can't what you're doing for t-shirts work for people's? The people's wear the t-shirt. Well, but why couldn't that work? Like, and he was like, well, Tracy, this is not rocket science. Of course it can work. Now the analogy is terrible because humans are not t-shirts. Um, and there's a lot of things to tie into, but that's the thing. Like there are things being done in under other industries and other places and other corners of the universe that have already figured this thing out. We just haven't looked closely enough at the other things. Major sidebar, but yeah, that's no, so, it's so true. I mean, it's right. so true, right? It's almost like so. I just <laughs> I'm taking it from where I was um, to where you're going, and it's almost like it's a mirror looking at somebody holding a mirror, holding a mirror, holding a mirror, holding a mirror, right? Like we're uh-huh. sitting here thinking, I know I have this moment all the time where I'm sitting here thinking, oh, look at all these wonderful people across the business who are suddenly in HR, who are suddenly coming in and saying, oh, isn't this stuff cool? And we just, you know, they're, they're entering at the intermission, but we actually entered at everybody else's intermission as well. I mean, it's like that over and over and over and over and over again. It's this idea of information and how information gets shared amongst industries and organizations and our ability to look outside of our own vocabulary to understand mm-hmm. where things are really the same. Yeah. Right? And I mean, we'll think about it this way too, Alin. Where do you look for groundbreaking ideas? Do you look from within TA and HR? I don't. I'm not a, I don't want to be offensive to TA and HR. I'm just saying that there, we have to look outside first. Like most of my learning comes from B2C marketing. Yeah. You know, I want to know what's on trend for them and what's in the future for them so that we can bring that to our market faster. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It is, it is always, and I would say from a, from my lens, I spend a lot of time, yeah, watching what's happening in B2C consumer-based experiences. Yep. Mm -hmm. What does it look like, especially in this new world, right? As we're starting to emerge, I'm fascinated by the evolution of what's starting to happen as people start to have a new experience expectation for what it means to shop, for example, or what Mm -hmm. it means to, uh, what it means to gather, what it means to engage. All of these things are going to end up translating into new expectations people have for how we have to show up. Right. Right. I mean, and look at your own real estate story. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we've talked about this in the past. I don't think candidates Mm -hmm. are consumers in the typical sense, Mm -hmm. but it's more aligned with real estate, right? Because there's a, there's a process and you've got to find the right one for you. And you're going to look at a bunch of different things. And it's not like you can, um, I mean, yeah, you can, you can move into a house and sell it nine months later because you didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's possible. That's where the um, analogy kind of dies, but there's a lot of paperwork. Right. (laughs) There's a lot of research. There's a lot of sniffing and shopping. 
right? And and look at those experiences where we where we sometimes fall short mm-hmm. is we don't give people virtual tours. We don't get allow people to come in and really take a look at what it's like to work there. So that's, you know, that's a big difference, but you know, what you could what you're probably already doing is saying, okay, my experience with trying to find a house is mm-hmm. actually similar to what candidates go through. Absolutely. And as you walk through that experience, noting what it feels like to be in those moments, because the experience is rooted in what are people going through? Why are they choosing to make the decisions that they're choosing mm-hmm. to make? Right. So a great example. Let's let's talk about the candidate who is looking at two different jobs or so. So is simultaneously understanding that there is a lack of availability in the market of the types yep. of work that I want to do, right? Yep. There's a lack of the types of houses in the market that I want, Yes. right? Yes. On the flip side, right? I am anxiously pushing the button, looking for something to be posted. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. I find it. I jump on it. I know the game. I figured out the game. They're going to post them on Thursday morning, right? <laughs> There's a second post that's going to happen on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out when I do that, how I can get into the first showing. I have to get my bid in, right? Or my application or whatever, like yep. this immediately to the hiring process on the one I'm most interested in by seven o'clock on Friday, which makes them have to respond to my offer by seven o'clock on Saturday. And I have to then think through now how I create that offer so that I know everybody else is doing the same thing I am, that I am both competitive, but not over-competitive, right? So it's the flip. It's the reverse for a candidate, right? I need to demonstrate to you that I am who you want, but I'm not too needy. So you want me still, right? Exactly, Or yes. And then I have to sit there and pick between these two that I think that are relatively okay, but then I have to convince myself, do I really love the house? It's a better price point, so I'm going to pretend I love it maybe a little bit more than I do, but I'm going to do it anyway, mm-hmm. right? That job pays is in the right location, so I'm going to overlook the fact that, you know, it's glass door review suck, right? Right. But I still have all of this angst and emotion associated with it. You're right. There's a lot of correlation between the experiences, but... Yeah, there is, but there's still a, a, probably about 600 times the personal touch in looking for a house. Kind of. Although I, I would say even in that you are, it's not like, it's not like it used to be. I think, I, and I think this is what I'm starting to say. We are starting to see shifts in these experiences that will translate over to our shifts, right? So mm-hmm. I remember, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, buying our first home. And it was a very hands-on experience. I called my realtor. I found a realtor, right? My buddy told me a realtor. I called my realtor. My realtor did all of the hunting, right? And then came to me and presented to me what they thought were the best options, right? Same in the job market. If you were top talent, I had a headhunter, Mm -hmm. right? My headhunter knew who I was and knew what I was interested in and found me great stuff and put it in front of me, right? Now it's a self-service business. My realtor, very much like the recruiter of today, their job is not to find me great stuff. Their job is to facilitate the negotiation or the offer, to be the person in the middle to sell for me, right? I find I have the same access through the world of internet today um, that they have to all the listings. Why would I rely on them to be fast enough on the button? 
to push the button. So they've learned not to be. Same way recruiters no longer have access to all the jobs available, right, or the network. Mm -hmm. People have access on their computer. They can go and job hunt and to look for what they want. The The recruiter's necessity there to be an agent of the candidate is gone. Well, but that's my question. Were they ever an agent of the candidate? I don't know. I feel like the recruiters of, of your would, would be an agent of the brand, an agent of the business. The recruiters of your. Um, <laughs> you know, that's exactly what I was laughing at. Of course it was. Um, I'm on fire today. And I just, I just don't feel that that's ever been a thing. So I, I do feel like finding the right job for you for the bulk of the humans has always been self-service, whether it was walking past a shop that wanted, had a help wanted sign on to mm-hmm. finding a job in the newspaper, to finding a job online, I always feel like this has been self-service for talent. And maybe that's a big disconnect. Like, And I think this goes back to the conversation we were having before mm-hmm. you did the delightful hit record. Mm-hmm. Why do we have this power struggle, right? So I, mm-hmm. you know, and and it should be symbiosis. Like your, your realtor mm-hmm. wants you to buy a house. Because right, your realtor gets paid when you buy the house. That's right. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't see that today in the in the candidate experience. Like I don't. I see that the recruiter and the sourcer is definitely an agent to promote the opportunities to the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily to the right targets. And maybe that's the shift that we're seeing is that we're trying to do more pipelining, be more proactive, developing more relationships pre-COVID, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was funny because I wrote this blog post for ERE last week and it was talking about how much progress we had made yeah. in the last 10 years, right? Like yeah. in the last seven years, really, we've really changed the conversation. We've started looking at things because we found that there was a disproportionate demand on our target audience side. They didn't need a new job. They didn't need to move, right? And so we started looking at ways to start building relationships with people. And then, you know, worldwide pandemic, civil unrest, unemployment at record rates. And now we're at this position to go, hey, um, do we still need to do that over there? And my answer is, oh my God, yeah, now more than ever. So I'm pausing because everything you just said, I think, is is reality for for um, what our plucky heroines and and heroes of of the the recruitment marketing world are in. Right, they're getting pushed with this. Yes. What is your What is Is it still important? Do we still need to do it? And the reason I paused is because I thought for a second and I said, "Huh, what is it? Is it? I think it is." Um, but why do I think it is? Because I want people to feel better, possibly. But what is the value proposition now, right, uh, of that relationship building, that recruitment marketing effort, right? It's not necessarily bringing people in on mass anymore. No, but it is, it is trying to get the right people. So there's, you know, it was funny. I did a uh, virtual think tank last week. And I talked to a bunch of HR leaders in healthcare and everyone, as they were talking about what's going on with them said, well, we're in the midst of a hiring freeze, except blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Except, right. Well, but because- let's, let's just talk about that for a second. Except means you're not in a hiring freeze. No. If you're hiring people, 
You might be in a, in a hiring air conditioned room. You might be near water, but you're not freezing if you're still hiring people. And when you say hiring freeze, do you know what that means to everybody that's looking for a job that you aren't hiring? They don't know the accept blah, blah, blah. They just see hiring freeze and move on. That's right. That's right. And, and it isn't. And I think you're absolutely right. I think what we are what we are pointing to, and by the way, connecting this to what we're seeing in the rest of the world and in the rest of the environments, right? The, the hiring freeze is directly, or this hiring change is uh-huh. directly connected to the fact that people are having to look for, it's not that they don't need people, to do work. It's just that they need people to do different work or to, to be, their focus is starting to go into different places. So hiring freeze has really become synonymous with, I'm stopping looking for what you thought I hired for. And now I'm starting looking for this thing over here. Right. It's ice. It's ice adjacent at best. Right. 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 But the message that you're sending is so poisonous. Like that, that word hiring freeze means next to any job seeker out there. So if you have an asterisk with your hiring freeze, stop saying you have a hiring freeze because you don't. You're still open for business. You're still looking for a specific type of talent that can do a specific type of thing. Even if you are ice adjacent on a specific set of roles and skills, you're going to need those roles and skills eventually. And even if you don't, then let's talk about being a good employer and reskilling your workforce. Right. Well, and this is where the story starts to get um, complicated because now we start to get additional and new characters into the story who are talking about this idea of internal mobility and how do you understand the skills of your current workforce and how do you clearly understand how, what, what is, what are skills that are trainable or evolvable and how do we make all of those connections happen? These are seriously complicated conversations that if you don't understand the root of talent, right? What, what, what makes talent tick in the first place become very complicated to have. 100%. And I apologize to the listeners out there. I have a very aggressive next door neighbor dog. So he's just going to bark in the background and make you feel like you're working from home today too. Absolutely. Uh, It'll be so just fine. Everybody say hi to Anito. Hi, Anito. Hi, Anito. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, what? Tell me my name. Say what? The Sunshine Initiative is a labor of love for Tracy, and we hope that you'll go to ParsonsSC.com and check out some of the great people that are there, ready, and looking for their next opportunity. You know, when you feel helpless, you try to help, and that's what the Sunshine Initiative is all about. There's so many talented employer brand, recruitment marketing, candidate experience, and HR tech pros out there that have been impacted by layoffs. And we wanted to shine some sunshine on them in hopes that they can find their new home. Please take a look at this great talent and see if you can help connect them to their right opportunity. Hi, my name is Allison Dunsmore and I'm about as passionate for employer brand as they come. I'm a native New Yorker who has lived all over the United States, meeting incredible people on each leg of the journey. I'm married to an amazing man and mom to a sassy one-year-old girl. I hold a bachelor's degree in communications and a master's degree in HR management. This combination of studies led me to the talent attraction space in 2014 and I've never looked back. While working for notable companies like American Airlines, Banfield Pet Hospital, and PricewaterhouseCoopers, I've managed and supported several programs in the talent attraction space. 
My experience includes recruitment and brand strategies, retention and brand reputation, social media content curation, digital and programmatic media, inclusion and diversity hiring, and internal and external communications. I'm now excited to say I'm seeking a management position where I can be challenged, grow, and help develop the skills of others. Thank you, community. We appreciate it. But you're 100% right. This cast of characters is constantly changing. The ball is moving. And our opportunity as talent marketers is to move with that shift and educate these new players, right? So internal mobility is not having a job board for internal people. Right. That is not internal mobility. And internal mobility, if it's only for your high pose, Mm -hmm. you are not doing internal mobility. You're doing succession planning. That's so right. we're, we're using these words as, as recruitment marketers, we're understanding them in a very narrow lens and we need to broaden our thinking. And when I broaden my thinking, I look at what I talked about last year um, in upgrade strategy, right? So if you're a cell phone producer and you make cell phones there, you've kind of hit the peak, right? Mm-hmm. All the people that have, that need, that want smartphones have smartphones. And if you look at the smartphone industry, they are very, very heavily invested in switcher strategy and upgrade strategy, mostly upgrade strategy, right? So we've got this new thing. You should do this new thing. This new thing is going to change your world in X, Y, Z ways. And TA historically, because of the word acquisition, makes it feel like we are only about switcher strategy. And maybe that's where we're fraudulent, where we're making a mistake because the acquisition of talent does not have to mean net new. The acquisition of talent could be net new. It could be upgrade strategy. It could be switchers. It could be any of those things, but we're always focused on the net new. And in this moment in time, there's not a lot of net new to go get. And if you look at the mindset of today's talent, they're not searching right now. Everybody's paralyzed. Uh Even the wildly unemployed, that wildly high unemployment number, Uh they're a little paralyzed. They're not looking right now. And I have customers that their career site traffic is in half. Mm-hmm. And even indeed CMO commented that they saw a huge dip in traffic in April because what I was expecting to see was that they weren't coming to career sites. They were going to the aggregators. Mm-hmm. They weren't. Yep. Right. So, so all of this idea that we don't have a moment in time to talk about net new, to talk about switcher, to talk about upgrade, all of these things need to have equal weight in our strategies so that we can continually engage the talent that we've already paid to attract into new roles in our company yep. and to tell the people who we haven't attracted yet that we're going to be okay. Right. And so this is where you, so, so this is where we connect it back to. If you're listening and you're sitting in a room as a recruitment marketer and you're hearing the story or you're, you're hearing the tale of, we don't need this anymore because it's no longer, um, it, it's a buyer's market right? There's plenty of inventory out there in the marketplace of talent. And, and so we don't need to recruit a marketing team to go out and quote unquote advertise and fill us with volume. I think your response in my mind should be, yeah, you're absolutely right. You do not need an advertising team focused on producing more volume for you. But what you do need, and it's clear, is a recruitment marketing team who understands that their job is about helping people understand where they connect to what you're really doing. How do we help people, whether they're internal or external or sitting on, on, on the moon, right? 
understand what's actually available and how they connect to those opportunities. Because at the end of the day, you don't need more volume, Mr. You know, HR executive who thinks they have to drive hiring at, at you know, huge paces. You're looking for quality. You're looking for very specific types of people. It's yeah. harder to find a needle in a haystack than it is to build a haystack. Oh, I like that. I just made it up. Wasn't that good? I mean, that's really good. Crap. That's like, that's such a blog title right there. That could be. It really is. Yeah. So you You all heard it here. Boom. You should write that. Boom. There it is. Harder to find a needle in a haystack than it is to build a haystack. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Let's be honest. You have a job. We have big haystacks. Huge. Haystacks are not a problem. We got them everywhere. Right. Recruitment marketers, your job is to make the needles understand and be seen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and help them understand how to get in the right. There's so many there's so many analogies you can take with this. But yeah. at, the end of the, at the end of the day, you plucky heroine walking in the door or hero walking in the door with all of your, you know, uh, forest animals singing along with you. And you're looking at the world in front of you and how it's shifting and changing. You need to take a you need to take a step back and realize that all of those far those forest creatures who are running around that can help you may not be in the place or may not be the the animals and the things that you think they are. They may not be TA strategies. They may not be your cool friends in recruitment marketing who've been doing it this the same way for the last 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. They could be the people over in the sales and marketing department, or they could be the people over in the product division who are thinking differently about how they do um, design thinking work. And you can figure out how to apply that into your strategies and executions. Um, We have to think about our zone of people and things and ideas that we bring forward. We have to expand that greatly and start being translators of how that starts to help us think differently about our work. Boom. Boom. And we are like, okay, so it's an art form, connecting all those dots. Thank you very yeah, much. It is. Yeah, it is. One hundred percent. You're gifted. You're going to get a Tony. <laughs> We're going to give you a Tony for that. You one. should, because I sang. I exactly. One hundred percent. Can I Tony just? I can, for everybody out there. Can I just say I sang in the beginning of this episode because Tracy convinced me through her early talk that she was the singer of all things and had, and this was, this was, she loved to sing her life as a musical. Everybody will know I sang, Tracy, you didn't sing. I did sing. You you left me hanging out there. I 100% sang. Okay. Now you did. Good. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Feel better about it. Thank you. Okay. Good. Okay. (laughs) Um, Hey, before we close out, Alin, I want to remind everybody listening of the Sunshine Initiative. Yes, please. Which the Sunshine Initiative was born, I think, three weeks ago in an effort to shine a little sunshine on people who have been displaced in our industry from COVID-19, right? And the economic (laughs) collapse. And over the past three weeks, I think we've amassed um, some of the most outstanding talent in employer brand, recruitment, marketing, HR tech that I'm aware of. And I want everybody to know that if you are looking to add to your team in these areas to hit up the site, it's Parsons, S-C, P-A-R-S-O-N-S-S-C dot com slash sunshine dash initiative. Go find great talent there. 
And if you have been impacted, drop me an email, hit me on Twitter, drop me on something on LinkedIn and let me know. And I'll get you profiled up there within 24 hours. And so head on over to the Sunshine, Sunshine Initiative and shine a little you know, sunshine on people. I um, love it. We need this. We need this. We need to get these people into amazing roles. They're already amazingly talented. And uh, I couldn't be prouder of the, the cadre of people on this on this initiative. So go check it out. And uh, if you need a little sunshine, hit me up. Absolutely. You know what I would like to do, Tracy? I think I'd like to do like a bonus episode this week. And I would like, if we can, um, let's let's start um, talking about these people. Yep. So what I would like to do, Alain, and I think we yeah. talked about this, mm-hmm. is um, for the next several episodes, we're going to dedicate um, five minutes or so to get mm-hmm. the people on there, five, 10 minutes, talking about their career, talking about their take on recruitment marketing, just so that we can get a broader uh, get their voices heard. Like it's one thing to see somebody on a screen. It's another thing to hear their voice. Um, so expect to see some sunshine people coming on the pod in the coming weeks. So awesome. I'm so excited for that. And, and thank you. You know what, Tracy, thank you for taking um, your your audience and your voice and connecting the two together to help people. I think that's something we all need to think about what we can be doing in this space, but I am so appreciative of it. I have several people who are near and dear to me who are sitting on the sunshine initiative list right now. I think there are, there is great talent out there and it's um, there's great talent for talent, people who know how to find those needles. And it's, this is the opportunity to, to suck them up and get them into your organizations and have them doing great things for you. So Yay. Awesome. Thank you for singing along with me today, Tracy. You could not be more welcome. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I appreciate our listeners out there. I appreciate your, your willingness to go along with us on our weekly chats together. I know that sometimes it can be a long and winding road, and I hope that you appreciate it as much as we do the ability to think big about these topics and not get ourselves constrained or bound in by what is kind of the norm and the only way to talk about things. So hopefully it gave you some sparks of ideas. I'd like to hear what they are. Yeah. You can reach out to us. Hey, Tracy, where can they find you? On Twitter, at T Parsons. On LinkedIn, I think it's in slash Tracy Parsons and uh, my website, as mentioned before, ParsonsSC.com. Awesome. Great. And you can find me on the Twitters at Alin Bailey. You can find me on LinkedIn with my name, Alin Bailey. You can find me. I'm out there. And as always, you can, you can tweet us at the R Rebelcast on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Get ready to start talking about the Sunshine Initiative. I would love to get as many people involved and engaged with that as possible. So pick it up, share it, forward it to others, and find um, your friends and colleagues out there who need their voices heard, and and let's get them in there as well. Thank you, Tracy. We will talk again. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. Tracy and I feel privileged and blessed to be a part of your day and would love to have you reach out and tell us what's on your mind. You can reach us on Twitter, Adeline Bailey, and or at T Parsons. Until next time, here's hoping you see a rainbow, have a good belly aching laugh, and find some joy in connecting and growing the world of TA and recruitment marketing. Talk to you soon.
You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.